0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, August 7th. S&P futures are trading down about 16 to 17 points. That's about 50 basis points. Europe is down about 20 basis points for the major indices. Asia suffered larger losses overnight, in particular Hong Kong. So a lot of moving pieces this morning to go through, starting with... um, the macro items first. So the tenor of news today is very negative. If you just came in and read all of the headlines, you would think the futures were down 50 points on the S&P. So I think down 17 is actually a victory just considering everything that's happening. So you had Trump come out last night and sign executive orders targeting TikTok and WeChat. You had um, the White House is proceeding with a plan that will um, force the delisting of Chinese firms in the US if they do not comply with American accounting laws. Then you had the imposition of tariffs on certain aluminum imports from Canada. And then you had the, the latest round of fiscal negotiations last night between congressional Democrats and White House officials um, that achieved little to no progress. And you have some reports this morning talking about how that whole process is, quote unquote, on the brink of collapse. Um, so, despite all of that, like I said, I think the US futures and European equities are holding in well, considering everything. And, you know, I think people are not as pessimistic or traders are not as pessimistic as some of the headlines would suggest. Starting with the tick Tac order really doesn't constitute news. We already knew the White House has already said Microsoft has until September 15th or that app will be banned in the US. So I think the executive order last night just kind of codified formally in writing what most investors already had been assuming. WeChat is incremental, but also WeChat does not have any presence in the American market. So the ban against WeChat... Um, in reality, doesn't have too much impact. Um, you know, there is certainly an escalation between the U.S. and China, but the executive orders last night ne- don't necessarily shift things dramatically. On the delisting threat, you know, clearly this is a risk that's on the horizon, but it wouldn't go into effect until 2022. So, you're not going to see imminent, um, you know, any imminent uh, stocks being kicked off of U.S. exchanges. And so I think that's keeping, um, you know, I think investors are somewhat optimistic about that as well. On the fiscal negotiations, that's a little bit harder to spin. Um, you know, clearly, I think markets have been assuming that you'd see more progress. Um, that did not occur. Both sides probably are waiting to see what the jobs report this morning um, prints. If it's obviously very weak, that helps Democrats. If it's stronger, that helps Republicans. That could help clarify things and move both sides closer to an agreement. But if we come in, uh, you know, Monday with still out with still no type of compromise in sight, you know, I think there will be more of a reaction in markets. I do not think the White House threats of executive orders should be seen as a positive, though. Um, you know, the the only authority Trump really has, the only clear legal authority Trump has as far as executive orders would be to extend the moratorium on evictions. That doesn't have too much market impact. Um, if he were to repurpose some existing stimulus funds to continue paying the federal unemployment benefits, um, that is a very murky um, legal area. And then as far as suspending the collection of the payroll tax cut, that's even a larger logistical and legal nightmare. So um, you know, to the extent he issues those executive orders, we could see that happen today. I don't think that's something markets really should celebrate. I think, again, those um, the ones the market really cares about, the federal unemployment benefits and then um, this, the payroll tax I just think it's going to create. Um, it, there's no clear legal authority for him to do that, and therefore, I don't think the market should really celebrate um, on the Canadian tariffs. Again, you know, Tariff Man came back last night. Um, you know, I think most people assume this is just a political ploy. He did it in Ohio, a critical Midwest state. Um, it's relatively minor in the grand in the grander scheme of things. Canada has says that said they will retaliate. Um, So most people assume this is kind of just a a political move into the election rather than the resumption of a broader um, tariff campaign. Although, you know, like, you know, I think Shaping up, not to go off on too much of a tangent. I wrote about this, but you know, if you kind of look at what happens after the election in November, um, you know, I think it's shaping up almost to be a lose-lose, whereby you could have Biden come in and and dramatically restructure the tax code and 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 the regulatory um, landscape, and then as far as Trump is concerned, he's delivered a lot of everything he can for markets as far as tax reform and deregulation, and so I think a second term would be dominated by. Um, you know, I think issues and matters that are closer to his heart, namely trade and restructuring the, um, you know, the entire global trade landscape. I think that his instincts um, have been held in check by the upcoming election, but without any other elections in place, um, I think you'd see a, a more aggressive trade campaign in a second term. Um, so again, not to go off on too much of a tangent, I wrote about that yesterday, and I have links to everything in the piece this morning. Um, but I think that certainly should be in the back of people's minds that there's not necessarily any real great outcome for the election coming up. Um so those are everything on the macro front. Just looking out on the calendar for today. obviously, jobs are gonna be very much in focus. Um you know, I don't think this is really a super critical number. I think for the most part, investors appreciate right now the economy is moving in such a rapid fashion that a lot of the traditional economic indicators, no single one is doing a great job of kind of capturing the underlying Status of the economy, so it's more kind of putting together a bunch of different pieces and forming a mosaic. And so the jobs report this morning will be one of those pieces. So, um, you know, like I said for the last several days, whispers are looking for a miss. The street is in print at about 1.48 million. Um, I think most people are assuming you know a couple hundred thousand of ads. I don't necessarily think that's really kind of negative or positive. On the one hand, actually, you know, you could argue that a negative reading this morning would help catalyze a fiscal agreement in Washington. So I think most people, you know, if we do see a very, a very soft number this morning, um, you know, you may see some knee-jerk weakness, but I actually think that could then be a positive. If you see a very strong number, uh, you know, I think that's going to create more of a stalemate in Washington as far as the fiscal agreement. So. Um, you know, I think kind of the optimal outcome for equities would be something around 150 to 200,000. Um that's not too weak to suggest a sharp reversal, um but it's low enough whereby that could help push both sides towards an agreement. Um so that is everything on the macro front. You had a ton of earnings out last night um, in the US and you have a lot of moving pieces. So if you look at these kind of growth momentum names, these small growth momentum names that had super high expectations. A lot of them are failing to meet those expectations. You're seeing pretty sharp declines. So DataDog is another one out last night. Um, you know, on an absolute basis, the numbers were fine, but that stock was getting hit very hard last night, and it's probably going to see further weakness this morning. Um, anything that's touching housing is seeing extraordinarily strong results. You had a couple of examples last night. Um, that's been a huge theme throughout this entire earnings season. Housing and autos are both doing surprisingly well at the moment. Um, you certainly, especially housing, um, you know, you're seeing just an absolute, um, you know, the trends are as strong as they have been since mid 2000s. You had a lot of travel linked stocks last night. So, booking, trip, Uber, Yelp, um, you know, all of them are kind of sending the same message. They saw an enormous decline of business in April. Things have picked up since then, but you know, it's still very, very, very weak. And the message is that you are not going to see a normalization in travel or a return to pre pandemic levels for years and years and years. Um, and, I, and so, booking was another example of that. Um, you know, you can see it in TripAdvisor. Yelp made an interesting comment just talking about how they've seen a softening in July um, given the resurgence in COVID cases. Uh, so, those are the major earnings reports. And just circling back to yesterday, in the US it was a very kind of peculiar session whereby it was very very boring and quiet until the afternoon you saw this very strong rally in the market um, you know it was very much driven by growth so it was again a very lopsided market but even within growth you're seeing this uh, a, a discrepancy form or a dichotomy form whereby the you know the largest super cap companies um, you know Facebook Google Apple Amazon Microsoft are all continuing to trade very well Facebook was the big standout last uh, yesterday, but you're seeing again those mid cap momentum names are really coming for sale aggressively. Um, you know, so again, I don't know if that should be read as a leading indicator that the entire momentum trade is starting to wobble and you're seeing, um, you know, support begin to thin out. But um, you know, to the extent the market has been lopsided for several months, it's becoming even more so. Whereby, even within tech, you're seeing, um, you know, again, uh, uh, people are becoming much more discriminatory and biasing themselves towards the largest companies. So that is everything for today. Um, I sent around the latest bull bear piece yesterday. Um, just again, giving my thoughts on the market, uh, and you know, I continue to think that you know we're we're very overbought, we're very complacent on a bunch of macro topics, um, and valuations are very rich. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.